manifesting, making money, building a business, fulfilling our soul's purpose, and living a life of abundance, freedom, and happiness is about releasing the bullshit and becoming the boss of your subconscious. We must heal past hurts, patterns, beliefs, and traumas that keep us from living our most authentic life. It is my wish for you that this podcast will help you step into and embody your highest self. Hello, everyone. I wanted to do this podcast on motherhood. It's really the reason why I wanted to do this was because I realized, well, I realized through my daughter really mirroring back to me, the fact that I have shifted and changed um, the way I parent her, you know, through, you know, her teenage years now, she's 13. Um, but I have been, I'm like a completely different person (laughs) and I owe that to really doing the healing work, um, my awakening, my spiritual awakening. And I have shifted a lot in, you know, in how I parent. And so I have her next to me because I wanted to, you know, ask her some questions and I wanted you guys to hear directly from her, you know, um, maybe the things that she've noticed from me, um, specifically, what I've noticed is that, you know, number one, motherhood, it's not easy, obviously. Um, but I think I realized that the reason why we have kind of like made motherhood or per- parenting um, harder on ourselves is because we're often just trying to control what our kids do, how they do them, you know, why they should be doing them. Um, we often have this belief like that they should be doing things a certain way. And so we kind of like just make it harder on ourselves in instead of kind of like coming from a place of openness and curiosity um, when it comes to our kids. Like, why are they thinking the way they're thinking? Why are they doing the things that they're doing? Um you know, what I realized is that coming from that space of like no judgment, not needing to, you know, judge them in regards to what they're doing, how they want to do them, etc. Just letting them explore really number one brought me inner peace, you know, um, and at realizing also that like, I don't own her, you know, like I had to come to that conclusion of like, my kid is really not mine. You know, like I don't own her. I'm not her master. Um, and I came to that realization when I really went through a spiritual awakening because I realized that we are all souls having human experiences. And that includes my kid. Like she is her own, you know, like her soul came to this lifetime to experience a certain thing in her life. And so me trying to control her or how she does it or things that she does, you know, it's just going to add like not a good vibe to our relationship. And what I've realized is that the reason why some parents have like a hard time with their kids is because we're often just projecting onto them the things that we think how they should be doing it. And we often diminish just because they're younger, you know, we diminish what they think or um, we really think like they don't know any better, you know, when reality, we should be just open to see, you know, what they have to say and, you know, see what their perspective on life is. Because honestly, what I realize is that the kids actually know better than us. Um, And honestly, throughout the generations, um, you know, the generation 
the millennials, um, we have definitely bettered from what our parents, you know, the, their generation and every generation is just going to make life much better. And they're coming with new insights. You know, they're coming to change the world in, in a, you know, in a different way. Um, and it's, it's important that for us to, to listen to them because number one, it's going to help us really, um, adjust, adjust, like have a, better relationship with our kids it doesn't need to be um this thing where like you know we think you know because the thing is we often think like oh like our kids are being disrespectful if they're not doing things how we want them to do them you know and it's like again i want to i want to encourage you guys to just be like like you're not their master like you're not you know they're not yours you know they're god's kids and you know we're all that part of the divine and we all have uh we came here on this earth you know and to this planet to have a certain experience and that includes your kids if you go about life looking at your kids as souls having human experiences that you wouldn't get so caught up in the idea of like oh they should be doing it this way or etc etc so you know i have definitely shifted a lot it really has brought me a lot of peace just knowing that just that specific little um you know just that that specific little thing about like listen like my daughter came you know her soul wanted to have a certain experience and she wanted to learn and grow from certain things um you know that she came here to to experience and so just that little knowledge really brought me a lot of peace of like look I, then that means that i don't i'm not in control of anything you know and i can let go of trying to control what she does how she does it etc you know and i the only thing i that i can be is really a guide for her um you know in the best way that i know how to be a guide and i'm not gonna say and sit here and say like i'm all perfect mother now you know um where there's always gonna be something like we're never gonna be that perfect parent you know to our kids and that's okay you know um there's gonna be things that they're not gonna fucking like and it is what it is you know that you they don't like how you do it, and that's cool you know it's all part of the experience but it has definitely shifted a lot for me i am 100 know that i am complicit in you know um really had given her trauma you know because honestly i didn't wake up until or i didn't go through my awakening my spiritual awakening until like last year you know in 2022 like fully on started in 2021 but it fully on in 2022 and you know kids you know from zero to seven years old that's when we the trauma happens the most and i know for sure that i you know <laughs> i have you know giving her a shitload of trauma from zero to seven because i was i had taken on my mother's way of being how i grew up you know um and what she believed and how we're meant to parent kids now, I, I maybe did a little better than my mom, but still, because I had taken on a lot, I used to act a certain way, you know, when she was much younger. And I didn't know any better, you know, because again, I was very unconscious in my ways. I was just, you know, following the past generations that were passed on to me, you know, the, my way of thinking, the way they thought about things and how th life should be. And so... You know, it has been a huge shift in the way I parent. So 
definitely my son has a completely different mother than what Jessalyn had when she was, you know, two years old. <laughs> um, he he chose different. He was like, you know what? I'm going to wait till she awakens because I ain't having that. <laughs> Jessalyn had more courage. Her soul had more courage. She's like, look, I'm going to go through a little bit of trauma, but then she's going to wake up somewhere along the line, you know, um, when she, you know, when she's a little bit more, more older. Um, now, I have her next to me and I just had like, I just wanted you guys to hear from her specifically. So Jessalyn, just like, um, my question to you would be like, so what is one of like comparing me, how the way I used to be as a mother, um, to now, like, what would you say, like the things that you've noticed the most? I think I've noticed most like back then, I feel like when I would say something or tell you something you would get mad like easily like you'd yell at me and then i'll just <laughs> start crying <laughs> i'll start crying like say if i got a bad grade or something right you wouldn't ask me how i'm doing in school you just yell at me and um, i think i told you before like that one time where you weren't there like um mama was taking care of me and you weren't in the house and you found out i had gotten a bad grade so you called me and you were just yelling at me in the phone. I was just crying. I was like, but mommy. <laughs> but yeah, you would get mad a lot. And I think another time, <laughs> this is kind of silly, but <laughs> I think we were in the car. I forgot how old I was, but we were in the car going somewhere. And I told I told you something weird. I was like, I think I'm a tomboy or whatever because like i eh. but i told you i think i'm a tomboy and you got so mad at me like you started yelling yeah oh so you want to buy boy clothes now <laughs> i just started crying i wasn't crying because you were like telling me to buy boy clothes but because you were so mad i'm like why are you yelling at me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was I was a yeller. And again, is because I taken on my mom's ways of being. That's what I knew. I grew up. I grew up with my mom screaming at me like that's all I knew my whole life. Like, that's what we do. You know, like this is what we do. We scream at, you know, our kids. And we often think like they it's like often we just we learn how to like instill fear in our kids instead of like um, love, really. So we often come from a place of like just this huge in, in like if they fear me then they'll respect me if they fear me then they they'll do things exactly how i want them and um or they they'll change their mind about things like that's that's what's funny like we'll often scream at our kids thinking like if if i if i put this fear in them they're gonna change you know or they're gonna shift or they're gonna start to think different you know and they're gonna do it how i want them to do it which is it's a funny thought <laughs> to think about um, but usually that's the unconscious thought around it, you know, like if I instill this fear and if I scream at them, then they'll, you know, they'll change, you know, but again, um, our ways of parenting comes from a very unconscious way. We don't, sometimes we react. That was a reaction. You see, that's a trigger that came from how I grew up and the thing and how I've taken on my mom's dysfunctional way of being, um, her dysfunctional patterns that she took on from, you know, how she grew up, et cetera, et cetera. Like, see, notice how we just like literally just pass it from one, from one generation to the other, one generation to the other, and then 
one one of the generations comes along one person says you know what it stops with me you know and i think for millennials it's important that it stops with us it stops with us with us you know screaming our kids or um belittling our kids all of the time and just going at it with them and trying to control them you know etc etc and what i notice is that we just most of the time what we do is that we the trauma is mostly emotional, you know, it's not necessarily like physical because I think we learned millennials learned that like hitting it's, it, it doesn't solve anything because we were hit, you know, and our parents hit us and that didn't solve anything. And so what we did then is like, okay, I'm not going to hit my kids, but then we infuse all of this emotional trauma on them because it comes again from the unconscious, our unconscious ways of being. Now, Jesseline, would you say like our relationship um from you know from now from before to now like has changed definitely definitely <laughs> um i guess now i tell you more stuff before i i was like too scared to tell you things so i was like she's gonna get mad and she's gonna yell at me and then she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna do it but now i'm i just straight up tell you i'm like this is going on and you'll talk to me about it and you're yeah you're kind of calm while you're talking to me about it i'm like oh this is nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i noticed that jasmine just like tells me a lot now now i don't expect her to tell me everything but she does tell me a lot and like she i i noticed that she often comes to me just asking me questions wanting to know my take on things i noticed that now like she often will come to me and ask me like so what do you think about right like you often do that yeah <laughs> i'll do that a lot <laughs> uh, what do you do why do why do you do that because like since i've noticed that you've changed i want i'm like let me see if her opinion is the same because like i'm like i know i've asked her this before I want to see if her opinion has changed a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so she's been testing me. Okay. And what have you found? I guess you're more open-minded about things. Or like like you not very... I'm not rigid. Not rigid. Or, yeah. And then like... I won't be, like, when I ask you something now, like, I remember I would ask you stuff, and then I'd be worried, like, what were you, what were you gonna do? <laughs> like, are you gonna yell at me? But now, I just, I just, like, what do you think about this? <laughs> Let's talk bestie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now she often just comes to me, like, come on, let's talk bestie kind of, kind of thing, you know? Um, when before, she used to be scared of, like, telling me things just because she was like whoa like my mom is might be just rigid in her ways um and like i don't i don't want to go there so i'm very like now i come with with the openness of like curiosity um when jessie asks me things and i'm just like open to see like what does she think and then i i give my opinion and etc like i don't believe like there's only one way of seeing things anymore and so I'm even open to what she has to say about things. Now, um, Jessalyn talks to me a lot about, like, friends that she has and, like, just, like, 
um, you know, things that go on with other kids and their parents. Like she often comes to me, you know, and tells me things. Um, and Jessling, so what have you noticed, like the relationship that your friends have with their parents and then the relationship that you have with me now? I've noticed that whenever my friends tell me <laughs> back up, back up, I noticed, <laughs> I've noticed that whenever my friends like tell me about things, right, they're like, uh, I got a bad grade, so my mom's going to ground me, she's going to do all this stuff. Ah. <laughs> or like when they're having trouble with stuff i'm like J just tell your parents and then they're like no they're not going to understand so i've noticed that between other kids parents and between you i've noticed that other kids parents are more are, are very close-minded and as if like say a kid gets a bad grade or something they'll they won't ask what's wrong what's going on in school like why are you having trouble they'll just say you're grounded and i'm taking away your phone right? <laughs> <laughs> so, i'm like oh like i have had my friends like have their phones taken away so many times because their grades were bad i'm like why aren't they just asking what's going on in school <laughs> but yeah or like uh say like they have troubles like with emotional stuff or say they're just complaining about something and then their parents will immediately be like oh i went through worse your feelings are not valid and you shouldn't be feeling this way like basically telling them that they're being dramatic and that like if people went through worse you shouldn't be complaining mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah that's really good and again back to that emotional trauma and parents often are so stuck in their own emotional trauma that they don't have the space to hold for their kids to go through their emotional up and downs you know and often what we have done is like invalidate invalidate like often we you know i see this with other you know millennials I can only talk about my generation, right? Because I, I'm, I'm the experience of that. And so, you know, millennials often like have this tendency to, in because we had it worse, because we know that we have had it worse. You know, we have, we, like I said, we have, um, you know, made life for our kids better than what we had it but still it doesn't mean that there's not things that we need to grow from and grow through and really up level in our parenting and you know again it comes from you needing to heal your own emotional trauma you know um so that you can be able to then have and hold that space for people like this is why healing yourself healing your shadows is so important because you're a walking trigger at the end of the day you're a walking trigger with everyone and so you are such a hurt child yourself you know as a parent because your inner child is still very alive in you you're such a hurt child yourself that you don't even have the space to actually you know um hold for your kids to be you know go through their emotions and you know it's not cool that we do that or we've done that where we invalidate you know we often say oh but i had it worse like oh my god you should have seen how i grew up you you know you have all this house and here's what i've noticed with millennials is that because often we grew up with less as in like we didn't have the house maybe we didn't have the materialistic stuff that we made that the core um or like the the most important thing that we give our our children and so for example me for example i often um 
uh, growing up, like my biggest goal was like to give my kids everything materialistic. Why? Because I didn't have that, you know? And so I often, um, strived for the material stuff, but yet there was emotional poverty. So yes, I had the physical, you know, abundance and the material, the phones, the iPads, the house, like the space, you have this, everything I didn't have. And we often, what we do is we tell our kids, well, your, you know, experience is invalid because mine's was worse and you should be grateful. And just because kids, um, you know, um, we experience something. It doesn't mean that they're not grateful for the house that they have and the space and the material stuff that you've given them. But also, you know, what we've done is we now created emotional poverty, you know, so we, we didn't have, we had, you know, growing up, millennials had physical poverty. And so we strive to give them all the material stuff and so we think that that's enough and so therefore now we have all the material stuff the house the, the apartment or like you have you know you don't have to struggle kind of deal and so then what we did was now there's emotional poverty and so what happens is that it's important to come into that balance of like not just you know all oh, the physical world but how about the emotional support, you know, and not invalidating your kids, you know, um, experiences, not invalidating how they feel, you know, and because that feels very shitty. And then your kids are often, this is why kids often are so depressed and et cetera, et cetera. Another thing that's big that I noticed with this um, generation is like, um, parents just not accepting them for like um the lgbtq community you know like lesbians gays etc etc like just again being very rigid in what their expression is you know what they like who they want to marry etc etc like oh man and man or women and women etc etc and that's that's big in 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 this i noticed that for jesseline um and her friends that's been big how what's what's the what you've noticed in regards to the LGBTQ community in regards to your kids your age? Um, most, I think mostly for my friend Axel, I think she's the one who's probably talked to me the most about how her parents are transphobic or, you know, homophobic or all of that stuff because she used to tell me, like, before when she thought she was transgender, right? She would tell me before, like, oh, I can never tell my mom that I'm transgender. I can never do this. I can never do that. She's going to disown me. She's going to hate me forever, right? Because she's always done it this way. And I've always heard her talk about the LGBTQ community right in front of me that, it, like, it was a bad thing. And then I was like, <laughs> but... She's always told me that she's had problems like that. Like, her father has, like, I think one time, like, they were at a restaurant. And he said, just, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. But he said something about gay people, like, and then, like, right in front of her. And she felt so terrible. Like, she said, I felt like crying because that just made me realize I can never tell him anything that I'm going through or else he's going to kick me out. He's going to hate me forever and he's never going to talk to me ever again. And he's going to act like I am not his own kid. And I was like, (laughs) and that's like, that's so sad. And that's so like, 
really like really like that's so sad for your kid to feel like you don't accept and love them unconditionally based on a sexual preference like you know and these kids let me tell you i've noticed that the majority of them are mostly gay i don't know if it's just like the kids around me but like it's because they're here to teach us different to make make us see the shit we're believing in the things that we're willing to like we're willing to disown them or think that we're gonna disown them like our kids think like oh they're gonna hate me if i'm gay or I tell them that my preference or sexual preference is this, you know, it's gonna, um, uh, it, it really just have like this deep fear of not being loved, you know, like of not like I'm not enough. They often will think like, I'm just, I'm not enough. It's not enough to be me and my preferences. If, if, if it's not what my parents want, if it's not the preferences of my parents, then I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. You know, um, I don't deserve the love, um, etc. So I must hide. I must hide who I really am. I must hide the things that I love. I must hide, uh, my true self, my authenticity, because otherwise people won't accept me and that's uh, being in that space and place is so sad and it's just so um it shouldn't be that way you know like it's just it shouldn't be that way like we need to accept our kids fully on unconditionally like that that's unconditional love you know not conditional conditional is like i love you only if you are not gay kind of deal like i love you only if you do things this way i love you only if you know like everything it's just so conditional and we need to really become more open-minded about things and how we go about our kids because they're gonna test the shit out of us this generation and the future generations to come alpha oh shit they're going <laughs> they are my son is an alpha generation and this generation is gonna like just kick ass you know but gen z already are like bringing all of these things to us and they're in our faces you know showing us being mirrors back to us saying what is it the fuck that you believe in you know like what is it what are your values like really uh what people are gonna think is most of the fear that parents have for example, um, and it all comes down to wanting to just be loved and accepted for who you really are. Because most parents, it's not that they necessarily um, won't accept the child um, or won't accept it. It's that the parent has the fear that their kid is going to not be accepted by others. You know, they have this fear and like it all comes from love because they love their children so much that they, they don't want their kid to have to go through that. So they act a certain way thinking and believing for example like often i see this where like um the parents will be like you know oh you're just too young to know if you are gay like you know like that's usually the 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 things that come up like you're just too young to know if you're gay and it's like um at 13 14 i think you know <laughs> you know even when you're much younger like these kids are born this way they feel it deeply you know and it's important that like we don't crucify them for it you know and it's like we're often trying to crucify them and we think like that's something they just become it's not that they become this they're literally born this way you know and so it's important for us to just accept them, be open, um, and, you know, in parenting, like, 
if we start to be more open, if we come from a place of love and curiosity towards our kids, we're going to have just much better relationships with them. And they won't have to walk around in fear of what you're going to say, in fear of like if you're going to accept them and love them for who they really are, you know, and, and going around doing things behind your back. Because at the end of the day, let me show, let me tell you, they're going to do it and they're going to do it, but behind your back, you know, and it's like, how, what do you want? Like, what do we want as parents? Do we really want our kids to just be doing it behind? on our backs and the thing is that we forget that we were once teens you know and their brains are developing their brains are they're just different you know like it's different they're still growing they're still developing their emotions are all over the place like let's accept them for what they're going through and growing through you know and we forget that we were teens once like I definitely didn't listen to my mother ever you know and it's again because my mom was so rigid all I wanted was for someone to fucking listen to me but I had no one available to listen to me you know and so um, but again it takes an awareness it takes for you to awaken to who who are you you know to awaken to the your ways of being with how you are to yourself and to your kids and to the people around you you know and it really does take a conscious awareness because most of us are just living life very unconscious um and we're reacting and we're just being walking triggers you know and we are often just dumping all of this shit all of our trauma onto our kids too and we want if we're going to be the generational cur- curse breakers, generational curse breakers, we want to do the work on ourselves so that then we can be healthy parents moving forward in a way that, you know, um, it's going to help the future generation. You know, they're going to grow up to be emotionally intelligent individuals. And imagine if we are if we are raising emotional intelligent individuals, they're going to raise emotionally intelligent individuals. And then the the ricochet, like the thing that goes, you know, forward um through the future generations is just gonna be amazing so jesseline what do you um what's the i don't know like what's a uh (laughs) an advice you have for parents for with teenagers um i guess definitely try at least try to communicate with your kids or with your parents because you know if you just straight up get mad and you're just not like trying to see your kid's side of the story then how's that gonna fix anything how <laughs> how is that going to make create a healthy relationship with your kid how is that yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like I keep on thinking like I feel like if I told like a parent straight up this, they're gonna be like, Are you telling me how to raise my own child? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I can see that. Don't tell me how to raise my own child as my child. You don't own them. <laughs> like get that through your head. You don't own them, you're not the master of them. They're God's children, okay? Like, let go of it. You're just a guide here on earth, and that's it, really. That's what we're meant to be. Now, um, what would be, like, the one thing kids need the most from their parents? Like, what kind of support? Definitely, like, just someone to listen to. I mean, someone to, whoa, what? <laughs> someone to lend a helping ear i think it's called lenda helping ear to listen to what they've been going through because if if your kid is like 
too scared to tell you these things like that should be a sign like oh my god this is not okay this is this is not good (laughs) because like if you're just thinking oh they're teenagers they're just gonna rebel right so i should just ground them and get mad at them and just think you know (laughs) but no like you should like think of that as like a call for help or or, like listen to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. i i would say that the the one thing they need the most is emotional support and for someone to definitely listen to them there's a need that these kids i'm telling you jessalyn tells me so many stories um of her friends and these kids are just yearning for someone to please listen and accept me and not just listen but accept me and um for who i am and the things that i'm going through like just love me I don't want you to try to change the way, you know, what I'm thinking. Just accept me for what I am, who I am, and listen to me. Listen to me without judgment. Like, that's all the kids want. You know, these teenagers, they're yearning for someone to listen without judgment and someone to hug them and accept them for who they are, unconditionally love them, you know? And so, yeah. So, yeah. How 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 was uh, you, this first podcast for you? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, it's kind of fun to tell people how I think about things instead of just keeping it all bottled up. Like, I think this way, but I can't tell people <laughs> because they're not going to understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's okay. Some people are not going to understand, not even this podcast. But um, that's fine. We we put out our, our belief out there. We, we put out our take, our perception, and our perspective out on it. And, um, yeah, that's that's our take. And my number one uh, advice is is heal yourselves, you know, do the healing work, parents, you know, do heal your emotional trauma, because all of these emotions are, you know, you've bottled up throughout all these years are triggering you, they're just there, you know, and it's a trigger, it's kind of like a wound, if you think about it, when you, if you go, you scrape your knees, and you go without, you know, actually healing that, your knee, it's gonna hurt for the rest of your life, and it's gonna bother you for the rest of your life, and, you know, um, that's why the healing work is important so that you heal your wounds, your emotional trauma. And as you close that chapter, as you close that wound, you're going to be such a much better parent, more understanding. You are going to have the capacity and the space to hold for your children in a very different way. So that's it for this podcast. Thank you for being my guest today, Jess Ling. That was awesome. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.